Let's get it. Welcome to the High Energy Ballers podcast. We've got my man and a straight beast, Ryan Lodi. Ryan, thanks for joining today, brother. My man, appreciate you having me on, Eric. I, I look forward to uh, sharing a couple tips and nuggets to help people get to the next level in their life. Absolutely, bro. And that's why I wanted to bring you on, really, is because you're a straight monster. You know, you've got an interesting story. And, uh, I mean, the, the craziest part about it is you're only 22. You're 22, right? Yeah, yeah. 22 years old. This dude's absolutely crushing the insurance industry. And um, he's got a super interesting story. So I'm pumped to dive into it. Why don't we just start off by uh, you know, telling a little bit about your background, where you're from, and, um, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so like you said, 22 years young, born here in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, Parma. It's a suburb of Cleveland, but I still consider it Cleveland. Uh, I was born up in a very, I say a strict household, which is very good. It got me very disciplined in my life. A lot of, you know, my parents laid down the, the law in the household when I was growing up. I was born and raised, just brought up into sports, basketball, baseball, football, you name the sport, I was playing it. So that definitely contributed to the attributes that I have in my life right now. Um, I know we talk about this a lot, Eric, that sports definitely, you know, bring out a good mindset in someone's life. The ability to continue to push forward when you're losing, when you're not feeling well. So sports, yeah, I was born and raised in like a sports home. I was playing basketball, football, baseball in my life. Um, had a rough little um, high school career, getting into a lot of nonsense, uh, hanging around with the wrong type of people, which is freaking huge in your life. If you're surrounding yourself with people who aren't going where you want to be in life, you're just simply going to be doing the same things that they're doing. So I was kind of just hanging around with the wrong people, got involved with the wrong people, wrong surroundings that started to change my life. But once I made a very, very major key move out to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and I highly recommend anyone, if, you, if you've never moved from your hometown, your home city, I highly recommend it. It will be such a great change for you. You'll be you know, elevated to push yourself to that next level. You'll wanna connect with new people. So like I was saying, that move out to Charlotte, it, it transformed my life. It got me back to where I should, should have been in my life from the long run. But like I said earlier, I was surrounding myself with the wrong people, got connected to the wrong crowd. That always happens. But as long as the way that you respond to what happens in your life will determine the results that you get. So moved out to Charlotte, started my insurance industry career there, and then I moved back here to Cleveland, Ohio. That's where I'm at right now in order to, you know, elevate and scale my business, being able to get more leads, being able to prospect more people, close more deals, generate more income. And yep, here I am now just uh, absolutely just not really killing it. Like you said, I mean, many people would see it as killing it, but in, in my eyes, I'm much more capable of what I'm doing right now I have a lot more potential that I'm, I'm maybe like a little centimeter of my potential right now I I'm super hard on myself I feel like that's a very 
key aspects um, to getting to where you want to be in life, to be just super strict and hard on yourself. Do not let, you know, don't be easy on yourself. Don't let yourself, you know, just fly through easily. Just be super hard on yourself and surround yourself with people that are super hard on you as well. So, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit about me. Break it down to you. Born in Cleveland, Ohio. Born in a uh, sports home, was playing sports. That had me disciplined. That built my consistency. That built my strength to continue to push forward through, you know, trials, tribulations. And that helped me later on down the road in my life, like where I'm at right now, being able to push through the struggles, the trials as we're going through this economic um, pandemic right now, this unprecedented time that many of us have not seen before. So the way that we respond to this, we're either going to come out of this time a better person, a stronger person, or we're going to be exactly where we were at before this all started. So, I mean, that that's break down where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate all that. I mean, there's clearly we have a ton to go over because there's just so much. Uh, I don't even really know where to start, but to, to go off of that, I mean, you, you know, it's, it's super important to be surrounding yourself with the right people at this time, right? Because most people are contracting. However, if you're in the right circle, if you're in the right networks and you can kind of piggyback off of one another and, and find opportunities, man, there are millions of opportunities out there if you're looking in the right places, right? And, um, you know, there's, there's so many different things we can take away from what you just said. But what I want to go back to is in the beginning when you said you grew up in a house that was, that was very strict and, and disciplined. So for me personally, I would, it was kind of like the opposite. And, and I feel like that's kind of what helped me get to where I am today. So it's kind of like, I'd like to hear, you know, what was kind of like the aha moment for you that helped you stay disciplined coming from, you know, a strict house. So the big aha moment for me, uh, basically, I mean, it was very strict when I first started growing up, but then they started to kind of let me do what I wanted to do. And that led me to getting wrong, uh, around the wrong crowd, the wrong type of people. So I think the big aha moment, I mean, I got kind of caught up in a lot of stuff. So, and then I finally got connected to uh, listening to Grant Cardone. So I feel like, honestly, that's my big aha moment in my life right there. Just finding a mentor that I can listen to, that I can trust and someone that's, millions and millions of miles ahead of me and just being able to see what he went through in his life and being able to relate to maybe what I was going through in my life. So basically just getting connected with uh, Grant Cardone, listening to his material, his training, his videos on YouTube, all the free material that he gives out, which is absolutely amazing. So I'd say that that's the big aha moment for me. So like I said, bottom line, it was very strict, like you said, very strict, uh, very, very disciplined household. But once I started getting in my teenage years, they kind of like let loose a little bit, which was a good thing. I, I feel like that was a really, really good thing. However, that gave me a lot of freedom to do what I want to do, which led me to connecting with the wrong people and which ultimately led me into a different version of myself that I truly wasn't. I was turning into someone that I don't believe I should have been. I was turning into some type of other person. But once I got connected with Grant, Grant Cardone, I heard his material and 
I moved out to Charlotte. That's another big, big aha moment for me moving out to Charlotte. That just, you know, give me a quick little 180. And it got me back to, you know, recreating myself, brainwashing myself and rewiring my brain and who exactly I was spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, that kind of create, you know, slowly and slowly creating myself into who I truly am. Because as I said earlier, I, I was becoming someone who I wasn't um, from the surroundings that I was in, the people I connected with. I was someone that I wasn't supposed to be. So moving out to Charlotte just got me disconnected from all the people that I had, you know, made connections with in my high school um, career there. So that I'd say Charlotte and definitely Grant Cardone were some big, big aha moments for me. So those big moments that changed my life for That's, the better. That makes sense, brother. And so you know, for me, growing up, I was a dude that had a ton of energy. I know you're on the same path. Like, you're probably the only other dude that I personally know. Well, there's a few, but that has have as much energy as me. Like, you're always on the move. I always see you doing a million things. And um, that's kind of how I was brought up was I just had so much energy that I didn't really know where to spend it. So I just spent it on sports. And ultimately that allowed me to learn that I'm going to need to create so much activity and so just, just create, you know, basically everything that I'm going to need to, you know, get to the next level, you know, just um, learning from people that were my idols, people who I, I, I saw them absolutely crushing it. You know, lacrosse was a big sport for me. Um, and I, I loved a few people who were just, just unreal. Like, the type of dudes where they'd step on the field and if you were guarding them, you were getting your ankles broken and you were getting scored on and you were looking like an idiot. Right. So for me, it was like watching people like that and super inspiring and then reading about their materials in their books or in a magazine saying like, you know, you've basically kind of what Cardone says, you got to 10 X your, you know, your activity. Essentially that's what they were saying is you just got to go out and, and do more, do more and get better. Overall, I mean, I know that sounds pretty general and cliche, but that was kind of an aha moment for me to, to think from a very young age, wow, you know, if, if they did it, why can't I do it? And, you know, this is how they're saying to do it. And it just became, um, you know, I was pretty young, so I didn't really understand why, but I just, for whatever reason, I guess I had enough common sense to say, look, you know, th this is what they did. This is what they're telling other people to do. You know, I just kind of read between the lines and, and that allowed me to to really improve every single day and set a goal to be able to, you know, be a professional athlete. And my vision was so clear that it came true. And it was all through, you know, 10x work and essentially, you know, massive action. So, um, you know, I, be I believe that people need to uh, be inspired and they need to have a vision because there's one thing to have a goal, but there's another thing to be inspired and have a vision and, and, and for you to get fed up with your current situation and say, this is what I need to do. These are the types of people that I need to follow. And this is the, the information that I need. So for you personally, uh, I mean, I know you, you, you know, you grew up in a strict household and um, you know, you played sports. Were you Cause I know, I know now, you know, you're a big Cardone guy, dude. I don't know anybody who likes Grant Cardone more than you. I'm not going to lie. Like you, you love Cardone. And I mean, dude, it's like, it's 
with what you're doing, you're essentially emulating what Grant says to do, right? Which is, you know, 10x your activity, have a massive pipeline, you know, the list goes on. But um, was there a time in your childhood for you, kind of like the experience I just gave you, where you were like, dude, I need to, like, what clicked for you that you were like, I need to listen to this guy, Grant, to really get to where I want to be? Like, what was the vision? that you had or what was like the 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 you know the turning point when you're like okay i'm all in now absolutely so it's kind of like what you said earlier i was really just sick and tired of where i was at in my life i was completely oh sick i was not where i wanted to be and i see that a lot of people were doing like you said a lot of people were doing great things i i look at you know, I was on Instagram at the time. You see all these, you know, Instagram uh, shiny object flashers that make you think like, whoa, what are they doing? I could do this too. Basically what you were saying, I was just a little inspired, but bottom line, just completely sick and tired of where I was at, sick and tired of my life, my habits, what I had in life, the results I was getting, where I was at in life, you know, the whole the whole nine yards. So that that just had my mindset just shifted because I was so sick and tired. I needed to find something that would improve my life. I needed to find something that would get me to where I want to be, to be able to create the life that I want to create so I can provide for myself, my family, my community, my, my church, my, an organization, a charity, whatever it might be. So to answer your question, like I said, just sick and tired of where I was at in life. I still am sick and tired of where I'm at in life. I still know that I'm capable of a lot more and I'm continually just pushing myself, pushing myself. Like I, I feel like I, I'm not even doing enough right now. I'm, I still feel like I'm at the third degree of action, which is this, you know, normal average action. Like there's, there's a few people that are actually operating at massive action levels, 10x action levels as we speak about. And I still feel like I'm doing regular action because I just hold my, I, I have a high accountability for myself that I know that my potential is so far away. So I just continue to push myself. So I was, I was just sick and tired of where I was at. So I, I had to make a change. And as far as getting into the insurance industry, my cousin and his buddy were in the insurance industry. I visited them out in Charlotte because they actually moved to Charlotte first. And I saw that what they were doing, yeah. like, hey, I don't know where I'm going in life. I have no direction, no purpose. I pretty much don't do anything. I was jumping from job to job, not really sticking in a job for long. And I just took it. I was like, hey, we'll see where this goes. You know, it's an opportunity like you were talking about. There's a lot of opportunities out here for people to create the life that they want. And one thing that holds people back is just pure laziness. Yeah. A lot of people are lazy. They're not motivated. They don't really have that vision. So, bro, so when you were, when you were growing up, were you, what, what, kind of, what kind of person were you? Did you have a lot of energy? Were you lazy? Uh, were you... Were you like a loud kid? Were you like, were you getting in trouble? Like what kind of, what kind of kid were you growing up? Oh yeah, man. So when I was in t uh, high school, I was very, very um, introverted. I, I didn't talk to anyone and it's 
crazy to say because I'm in the insurance industry right now and I'm going face to face every single day. I could talk to anyone right now. I could go up to anyone, whoever it might be, and just introduce myself to them. So I was very, very introverted. And from the connections that I made, the surroundings that I was getting involved with, yeah, I was getting into a lot of trouble. And that kind of steered me away from who I was supposed to be, like I was talking about earlier. But what's up? How did you become go from introverted to now you're super extroverted? Basically just setting goals, just knowing what I want to get in life and doing whatever it takes. Like, Hey, like Grant Cardone says, um, strangers have your money. Um, other people have your money. money. Who's got my money, right? You got to exchange the product and the service that you're offering. You got to provide that to other people, solve their problem, provide value. And then that will, that's where that, uh, winners exchange will come that's when the money exchanges hands and it's as simple as that like he talks about the seller be sold you're always selling in life and if you're not getting the way that you want in life if you're not where you're at in your life you're not getting the results you're not you're i mean you're sold to some degree that you're you're just not going to be getting what you want in life so right i mean at the end of the day everything is a sale every every single person in the world is Throughout the throughout every single day, we are selling something, and uh, you know whether and most people don't even know it that it's a sale, right? Like the, the craziest part to me is people are like, "Well, I'm not a salesman or I'm not a salesperson." You literally just uh, you're literally being a salesperson right now because you're trying to tell me that you're not a salesperson. Like every single action that we do, everything that we say, we're trying to persuade, to convince, to to get our way with what we want. Whether it's you know to go to a rest this specific restaurant or we want to go to this bar or we want to uh, you know let's do let's partner up with this marketing team right it's all a sale everything is a sale um, and I love that book with with uh, old Uncle G and um, but but yeah that, I mean that's crazy dude because for me personally like growing up I was a wild child like my parents couldn't handle me. I was all over the place. I would leave my house and I would just go play lacrosse for hours on end and nobody knew where I was. I wouldn't tell anybody. I would just go out there by myself and I would just be constantly working on my craft, practicing, practicing excellence and just shooting, bro. Because at the end of the day, whoever takes the most shots is going to excel quicker. Because if I can, if I can go out there and, and essentially be a volume shooter and my competition isn't shooting nearly as much, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come over across learning curves way quicker than most people will. So that's kind of what I saw from a young age was, dude, I got a shit ton of energy. I don't know where to use it. However, I know that I love lacrosse and I'm inspired to build a, my dream life out of it. And I need to go out and I need to, you know, practice my craft from, from sun up to sundown. Literally, like, you know, some days I would literally not come home until I couldn't. And, um, you know, that's, that's something that you, uh, you, you mean, part of me was, you know, I had the energy, but also I had the vision and, and I wanted to, I saw something bigger than just myself. I wanted to be able to give back. Um, that's allowed me to, you know, um, you know, throughout high school. Um, I mean, the only thing I really focused on was lacrosse, did enough in school, barely to get by. Knew I was, was never a big school guy, you know, 
but I did enough to get by. But ultimately the goal, uh, I set a goal when I was eight years old to play lacrosse at Syracuse University, right? And I, I achieved that 10 years later. And it was just through, you know, hard work and volume shooting is literally what it came down to. And then professional lacrosse was another dream of mine. I made that dream come true when I was uh, 24 years old, right? Got drafted, played uh, in, a, in a professional league for three years and, you know, was running a camps and clinics business and selling other products on the side as well, right? And um, so I think, you know, to bring that full circle, you know, it's, it's, it's just a matter of, I, I think, know, knowing your strengths, right? Knowing your strengths and playing to them and, and beating them into the ground until you know that they're going to get you the results that you want. So, um, I mean, man, the fact that you're, you were an introvert and now you're doing what you're doing now is just crazy because most of the people that would watch this, they don't really know what you've done. Um, but dude, what you've done is, is really inspiring. And, um, so I want to get into that a little bit. Um, uh, so obviously, you know, we, we spoke in the beginning about how you're in the insurance industry, absolutely crushing it. That's how I met you. We met at, uh, 8%, I believe. Correct. Yep. Right. So we met at 8%. You were wearing a 10 X hat. I remember. And, uh, and you were just standing there by yourself. And I was like, who's this dude with the 10 X hat? Like, looks like a younger dude, but he's got a 10 X hat on. So like, he's probably a stud. Like he's probably a big, big grant guy. So he's, he's got a, a good mindset. He's probably a, a big time hustler. And he gets after it. So we just started talking. And I remember we started talking numbers. And um, you, were, you were breaking down some numbers to me. And you were telling me you were 21 years old producing the type of numbers you were. And I was like, holy shit, dude. And we immediately became just toys, like immediately. And now, obviously, you know, we talk all the time, pretty much almost every day, hold each other accountable, push each other to be better, send each other different clips. And, um, you know, I, I knew that we were going to be boys from there on out. So um, talk to me a little bit about your, your journey, because you're a young dude. I know you, you didn't go to college, right? No, nope, nope, nope. Didn't go to college. So you just started in the insurance industry, essentially, after high school. So what made you, after, like, coming out of high school, say, I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to start my, you know, journey being an entrepreneur, and I'm going to do it in insurance. Yeah, so basically – the reason I didn't go to college, I, I didn't like high school. So I know I definitely wouldn't like college. So I'm like, through this college stuff, I, I don't, I hated high school. I'm not going to college. And basically the way, the way things happen is I was doing a lot of, um, um, not good activities, uh, when I, when I was in high school and I went down to Charlotte to uh, view some opportunities and to just uh, visit my cousin. And then they were doing insurance. So that kind of got me hooked into there. Like I was talking about earlier as an opportunity. I didn't have direction, purpose, no ambition. I didn't have any drive in my life. So I'm like, hey, let's see where this takes me. They're talking about how much money they're making. So I'm like, yeah, I, I want money too. Who doesn't want money in their life? Money um, creates, it makes you happy for sure. I'm not going to lie about that, but money's not everything. But um, that's how I got into the insurance industry. And it took, I took the test like seven times. I took the insurance test seven times and kind of something like you were talking about earlier, how you just got to keep shooting the shots because if you're, if you're not shooting the shots, if you're not continually, you know, cutting down the tree with an ax and hitting it 
persistently and being committed with it, you're not going to get the results that you want. Um, so that's, I mean, that's basically how I got into the insurance in industry there. And just from continually learning, growing every day, looking to con connect myself with like-minded people, people who um, tell me the truth and aren't afraid to tell me the truth because a lot of people, the truth is one of the hardest things for people to say to other people because they might feel like, say, if I'm telling you the truth, Eric, like some people might say, um, I might feel like if I'm telling you the truth, I might, you know, put you, you know, you might get upset from me telling you the truth, but that's the type of people that you need in your life. People that are going to be hard on you, people who are going to tell you the truth. So I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much how I got into the insurance industry. I kind of forgot the question that you asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so when you first started, you know, obviously you're, you're pumping out some incredible numbers. Like most people that would be watching this would not believe the type of numbers you're pumping out. So as he slugs the cake in water, dude, I love it. Yes, sir. Um, so, dude, when you first started out, because me personally, when I first started in my entrepreneur journey i was not making like any money like i struggled i struggled and, and what you said it's tough to get people to tell you the truth so i went through multiple opportunities and it was you know a lot of trial and error and and, and, and failing and i learned so much from failing you learn you learn so much from failure and um to get you to where you need to be right and find those opportunities and find those people who are going to tell you the truth. So that's, if, if I knew what I knew now about four years ago, dude, I would be millions of miles ahead of where I already am right now. And it's just because it's just based off of if I had the right people who are, you know, number one, telling me the truth. Number two, cr absolutely crushing it. Like the people that I'm, I'm working with now or I'm being mentored with not by now uh, or working belong alongside with. Um, and that's what held me back from really, um, you know, taking it to the next level from an income standpoint. So for you, were you, were you crushing it in the beginning? Like how you are right now? No, man, it actually took me a few months to actually make my first sale. Um, when I first got into the insurance industry, I was just door knocking old leads. So that got that, you know, just through the repetition of door knocking old leads, getting in front of people's faces building those communication skills that you need, the negotiating skills, you know, handling objections, whatever it might be, those necessary skills that are needed in life and most importantly in sales as well. Mm -hmm. So it took me three months to make my first sale. And then once I started buying like fresh uh, direct mail leads, I was looking, I was getting like 10 leads a week. I was thinking so small and that's even when I was still listening to grants. So when, when was this? Was this like how long ago? This was back in 2018, I believe, 2018. Uh, like it took you a few months to make a sale when you, you first started, right? So you started about I started, yeah, in like 2018. I, I got licensed at the end of 2017. I didn't start really like working, working until uh, 2018. Gotcha. So 2018, so you were going out there knocking on doors. And I, I assume that if you – if you you weren't you were working old leads or you didn't get many leads, it's because you you were just starting off, correct? And you didn't have the, the cash flow to scale. Is that kind of where we're at? Where we're at? No, I, I was I was definitely just thinking so small and like I was saying, I was listening to Grant's material at that time, 
but due to all the bad habits, the, you know, the bad advice and all just the bad information that I got like earlier on in my life, all the bad information that was stored in my head, it just, it takes a while to rewire yourself to, I might say like brainwash yourself to get right information into your head to get the the right advice, the the right um, strategies, the tactics. So it takes a little while to actually, you know, fully get, you know, absorbed into someone's like information to get the right information into you. So I was just thinking super small at first. It, it didn't have anything to do with cash flow, even though I didn't really have too much cash flow. But uh, I was just thinking super small, and that that pretty much why that's why it took a little longer for me to you know, get to where I'm at now. Like you said, if, if I knew what I knew now, uh, when I first started in the insurance industry, I'd be freaking like crushing it even more than I am crushing it, even though I'm not really crushing it, but yeah. Uh, for sure, brother. And dude, you are crushing it, but I mean, I know you're going to crush it more. Um, but dude, I mean, so back in so 2018, you're in Charlotte, right? Obviously you're, I know you're in Ohio now. Um, but how long were you in Charlotte and like, when you first started so i i was in charlotte from february of 2018 to november of 2018 um while i was in charlotte i was working old leads um started off with 10 leads per week then i finally jumped it up to like 20 leads per week and then i was pretty much capped there because there was no um availability for leads there in the uh county that I was in mecklenburg county so i was talking to my upline uh and I was like, hey, how do I get more leads? Where do I go? What would you recommend? And I was able to pull like over 80 leads a week here in Ohio when they were running like the reports to see what the availability was looking like. So I'm like, screw this. Um, I love Charlotte. I was, I was loving it there. But, you know, I just jumped, jumped back here to Cleveland so I can grow my business, so I can scale my business, so I can actually, you know, put forth the amount of action that I wanted to put forth. And that's the reason I moved back here to Cleveland, Ohio. Many, many people, um, they're not willing to do what others aren't willing to do. So I agree. I agree. So what's the most you ever wrote in a month when you were living in Charlotte? AP. Man, I don't even know. Maybe like, maybe like 10, 20 at the most, which is nothing, dude. It's awful. Yeah, That's, and, and then you moved to Ohio, right? January, so January 2019, what was your goal for the year? Do you remember? Uh, I think I started at like 300, 300K, but 300, then, okay. and then I kept and, moving it up. And so, and, and I know that we spoke last year and you were like, dude, the, I literally held myself back because of how small I was thinking in the beginning of January, 2019. Yeah. So, so kind of walk us through what happened when you had that moment when you were like, dude, I should have like, like if you made set your goal from instead of 300 to a million, what do you think would have happened? I would have been operating at a different level. I would have been operating with more acceleration I would have been pushing myself more. I would have been aware 
of all the, you know, the trials, the tribulations, the hardships, the roadblocks that come, I would be properly motivated. I'd be a lot more motivated and I would have been more focused on dominating instead of competing. So if I was thinking large, if I was thinking a lot bigger and I'm still not even thinking big enough, but if I was thinking big, when I first got here to Ohio, I would have had proper motivation. I would have been trying to dominate instead of compete. I would have, you know, been aware of all the adversity that might come. And I would have just been pushing myself more. That I mean, that's the bottom line there. When you're setting monster, massive goals and targets in your life, you're going to be pushing yourself more. And it's, it's not – the last thing you want to do is to ever lower a target. You never want to lower a target. The only thing that you that is low is the amount of action that you're taking. So it's it's never the target. It's always the action that you're taking in life. If you're not obtaining the targets and the goals that you're setting, it's due to your actions that you are taking in your life. If you're not taking full responsibility for not hitting your goals and your targets, then hey, you're 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 a slave, you're a victim. And you're playing that victim mentality. So, yeah, I mean, just thinking bigger, man, it, it's, it's life-changing. Yeah, I would agree because I used to think super small. I've, I've jumped it up a little bit. I got a ways to go. Uh, as, you know, you, you can never, you can never uh, think big enough, right? There's always a next level. There's always people out there doing things way bigger than you. And um, it's, it's important to have that because if you set a goal, like you said, at 300, and you hit it on what, uh, for the week on a Wednesday, you're not going to go as hard the rest of the week. But if you're thinking, dude, I need to write a million this year, you're going to freaking go balls to the wall and absolutely do whatever it takes. And I know you're, you're uh, um, when it comes to marketing, dude, I don't know anybody who buys as many leads as you. And I'm a huge believer in you've got to invest in yourself, invest in your business, invest in volume, invest in, in people who are going to be qualified to come through your pipeline and, be, and, and become a customer, acquire uh, clients and, you know, build relationships with them in their networks for life, right? So for, for you, talk a little bit about what you, um, how you changed your way of thinking from, dude, I got to do, you know, whatever your goal is now to, um, for, from what it was and kind of how you switched up your strategy. So are, are you asking like what led me to thinking bigger or what led me what to you thinking bigger? And what, is, what was the strategy you did to, to get the results that you're getting now versus what you're getting before? Well, the strategy is just, like you said, just buying more leads. Um, maybe I'd say definitely learning every day. That, that plays a huge role because if you're not able to pr properly, you know, communicate, fact find, negotiate, um, solve solve problems ask questions properly getting answers to the questions that you ask if if you're not learning on a daily basis then your your results are going to show from the amount of information that you're learning on a daily basis so i i'd say one of the huge things is never never stop learning so i'm, I'm learning every day i'm in card on you every day i'm doing you know, 10, 15 minutes of card on you. I'm reading every day. I'm reading about 30 minutes every day. And I just always look for things that I can improve, like tactics and strategies that I can improve in my business, the way I operate, um, 
and the way that my presentation is, how to do things quicker because speed is power. Not people don't want to spend all day with you. Speed is speed is huge. Speed builds trust. It builds um, certainty in the buyer. So, bottom line to answer your question is just le learning. I mean, learning is huge. Getting knowledge from people who are millions of miles ahead of you. And, and yeah. And, oh and yeah. I was reading uh, Thinking Grow Rich this morning, and one of the lines in there was, "Most people say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only potential power." Because if you're gonna if you're gonna read something and not in, implement it, all you're doing is exposing yourself. So if you're not if you're not implementing what you're learning, all it is 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 essentially exposure, right? Because it's not it's not power. It's only potential power if you're going through it with repetition. Um, and you know, uh, I was listening to JB. Let's take one of his sales courses, and he was saying. Repetition is the uh, is the mother of learning of mastery, and I love that because uh, you know you got to train. If you're not training every day, you're you're going backwards, right? Yeah. So um, I love that. I know you're a big. Like that before about repetition. They they I've heard it a lot that it takes at least like ten thousand hours yep. to actually become a professional or something, and this. This is huge. This also stems back to learning and continually learning because it, it's so, I mean, when you're an average salesperson, if you're, if you're, you know, treating your profession as an amateur and you're not fully committed as to becoming a professional, when you're an amateur and you're dealing with like a client situation, when you're, when you're presenting your proposal, when you're dealing, when, when you're in a sales process, if they see that you're an amateur and you don't know what you're talking about, that, that kind of pulls them away from actually making the decision. When they, when they know that they're dealing with a professional that knows what they're doing, they know what they're talking about, they're effectively asking questions and they actually show interest in them, it, it just it kind of attracts the buyer to you. It, it attracts them to actually want to make a decision with you. So, I mean, be, becoming in, in whatever industry you're in, whatever business you're in, it's huge because I've, I've seen a lot of amateur and average people. I'm not sure if I told you this, but like a month or so ago, I was just, I was kind of like looking at cars just for the fun of it. I went to a car lot and this, it was probably right when the coronavirus started popping up and this dude just had a terrible attitude. He didn't fact find terrible greeting. He didn't ask me any questions. He didn't find out what the problem was. I was just, I just came in there like, Hey, I want to test drive this car. He gave me the keys and let me drive. I mean, that didn't make me want to buy the car. You can't skip any, um, you can't skip any steps in your sales process, no matter what the customer says to you. I mean, so become it's it's just it kind of pulled me away from actually wanting to actually like buy a car even though I wasn't really looking for a car but to get back to what I was talking about you have to become a professional in whatever line of business that you're in career industry become a professional and focus on the pasture that you have you have a pasture that you have in front of you do not be looking at what other people are doing do not be looking at well, you want to look at what they're doing and, you know, duplicate it, but don't look at what they're doing and be like, Hey, I want to do what they're doing. No, you got a pasture in front of you. You need to get rid of the weeds in your pasture. You need to make sure that your pasture is green before you even think about moving to any other 
you know, sector, any other line of business. So yeah. being a professional, being an amateur, it's, it's, it's huge, especially in sales. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And um, I want to, I want to kind of jump over to another topic, which is discipline. Cause dude, you've got some of the best discipline I've ever seen. Like you're 22 years old, right. And you absolutely crush it every single day with your, with your routine. Um, what for me personally, dude, when I was 22 years old, I was still in college. And the only thing that was on my mind was I'm going to go to practice and play lacrosse today. And I'm going to train to become a professional athlete. And how many chicks and are me and my boys going to get? Like, that was the only thing on our mind. You, I was not thinking about, you know, Oh, you, you, you left us brother. Um, I was not thinking about like, dude, I got to 10 X my activity. I was, but in sports, right? So it's a little different. It's not, it's not nearly, it's, it's very similar to business, but it's different. Right. But it was, it was more so like I needed 10 X my activity with partying and lacrosse. Right. But for you, dude, like I've never seen somebody show discipline and, and you're like, your discipline is stupid impressive. So how did you become so disciplined at such a young age? I think, I think it kind of stems back to, you know, the household that I was brought up in, like we were talking about earlier, it was a very disciplined household. And that kind of, that kind of built like a little bit of um, strength in myself to be disciplined myself. But um, in order to stay disciplined, um, I feel like you got to have, you know, some high goals, some high targets. Um, and just know that, there's going to be a lot of distractions in life. Distractions are bound to come. They are going to come. And you need to just be so laser focused on what you're doing and what you're doing in life that when things come about in your life that might be a distraction, a straight like red flag must just pop up in your head like, hey, no, can't do that. You need to be so focused on what you're doing that anything else that comes up you can, you don't even really have too much time for it. So, um, the way that I built discipline is basically just honing down on what I wanted to create in life, where I want to be in life in the long run, have, having a vision like we were talking about earlier. And just by having a vision that allows me to focus on what I need to do each and every day. And just understanding that the environment is not going to reward me if I'm acting with spotty, undisciplined activities. If I'm being undisciplined, say I go out in the field, say whatever business you're in, you go out Monday, but you take a break Tuesday and Wednesday because you had such a great Monday. Do you think that you're going to get the same results Thursday? Maybe you will. Do you think you're going to get the same results next week or the next month if you continue to have this little choppy um, undisciplined activity, undisciplined schedule. No, you're not going to. So just having that mindset of like, I need to do this. This is what I need to do. And just being so laser focused on what I want to create in my life, where I want to be that, that holds me, holds myself disciplined because I, it just allows me to focus on, you know, the money generating activities, high value activity that I need to take on a daily basis and not letting any distractions come in my life that might pull me back. So, and then once you start building discipline, um, and a habit, as they say, is built over 90 days. I believe it might be a little longer, but you know, the beginning of a habit might be built after 90 days. So once you start, you know, 
taking those disciplined actions on a daily basis, it'll just feel like a normal routine to you. Like you said earlier, it'll, it'll just continually build into like a habit, a normal way of life for you. So, I mean, that's, that's how I kind of built my discipline, just knowing where I want to be, knowing where I want to get in life and just understanding that I need to do the work now so I can actually have that life later on down the road. So that, that's, that's how I built my discipline. And I'm, I'm continually working on my discipline. I mean, it's not something that like some days I'm waking up, I don't want to get up. Some days I don't want to work out, but I have that discipline. I have the, those habits that I've built in my life that I, it's like just a trigger, like, Hey, I need to do this. I need to do this. If I want to get to where I want to be, I have to do that. So that that's, that's the discipline factor there and discipline and consistency. They, they play hand in hand. Absolutely. Brother. So you had a vision and you knew what you, where you wanted to go. And that ultimately led you to change your thoughts, which, ultimately change your actions. And I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, for me personally, people would ask me that when I was younger, because when I was super young, literally all I focused on was playing lacrosse and like, dude, I got to be the best. And it was only because the, the, the way I became so disciplined in making sure that I was going to outwork everybody else was my vision. Cause I had, a, I, I developed a vision from a very young age of where I wanted to be, where I saw myself and where I would be most happy. Right. And it kind of sounds like, and, and, and it took me some time after college to really, um, and I, I was still disciplined, but now it's like my discipline's on a whole nother level than what it was even three, four years ago when I first started off is, you know, in, in the entrepreneur space and trying to build something. And, um, you know, because I, again, I was confused. I didn't really know, like, I just thought I wanted to play lacrosse forever. And then it turned out, you know, I wanted to help others achieve uh, their ideal life as well and, and being able to help them with, with opportunities because dude, at the end of the day, you know, more people would be successful if they were just surrounding themselves with the right people, the right opportunities, the right connections. And uh, for me, that kind of sunk in and, and now it's kind of struck my discipline back to where it was when I was a young kid, but it was, there was kind of a halt in my career where I was like, shit, I got to figure out, you know, what I want to do. The only thing I ever knew or liked was lacrosse. So it's like, what am I now? So now I figured out what it is and that's, you know, to help others get what they want through, you know, different opportunities. And, um, you know, it's all about, you know, giving back. I mean, nobody, dude, I, I worked in a freaking job where I had to go to an office for like six months, dude, it sucked. Right. Like dude, nobody wants to do that. At the end of the day, people want to do the types of things that we're doing. Right. So if there was just more and there, there's, endless opportunities out there. That's a thing. If you're just looking in the right place. So, um, you know, that's, that's huge. And, um, you know, another thing too, I'd like to touch on is, uh, is you talked a little bit about getting up early and, and, and getting prepared, right? What, how, how vital would you say that is to somebody's day or somebody's week, somebody's month, somebody's year is that, you know, developing a, a routine like that? I say I say it's very very impactful. I don't I don't necessarily believe because I've done it myself. I've had some days where I slept in. I've had some weeks where I slept in, but it's very impactful that you do have a disciplined schedule like when you go to sleep and when you wake up because when you set those two times when you go to sleep and when you wake up, you're going to wake up feeling energized. You're going to wake up 
feeling like you had enough rest because you you have a disciplined sleep schedule. So that's going to get you up. That's going to have you energized when you wake up. And waking up early is before the sun, most importantly. Just wake up before the sun. You'll, you'll never feel bad because you woke up before the sun. It'll make you actually feel good because you're, you're going to understand that, hey, I'm doing something that a lot of people are not doing right now. I'm waking up early. I'm getting my day started early. And it, it plays a huge role into the rest of my day, I would say, because there's some days where I don't work out. There's some days where I don't wake up early and I just feel a little sluggish throughout like half of the day. Um, I just feel like I'm lacking energy. But when I do wake up early, when I'm working out, when I'm getting my card on you in, when I'm reading for 30 minutes, when I'm getting a good, good uh, lunch breakfast in, I just feel like so great. And I feel like I'm ready to just attack the day that that I, I was given and just make the most of all the opportunities I'm given. So waking up early is very, very impactful. Um, everyone has, everyone has their uh, different cup of tea. I mean, some people don't want to wake up early. Some people are fine with not waking up early. However, I believe that sometimes when we're doing the same thing every single day, we, you got to switch it up sometimes, you know, you might feel like you're on that hamster wheel as a lot of people say, and I, I felt that way myself before because I, I'm, like you say, I'm super disciplined, so I'm going to sleep at the same time, waking up at the same time. Sometimes I feel like I'm just in this like hamster wheel doing the same, same old stuff every single day. So maybe I'll stay up a little later, maybe wake up a little later, maybe I'll go to sleep earlier and wake up even earlier, um, just to get yourself out of that slump, out of that feeling like you're on a hamster wheel, but. Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, yes, waking up, waking up early is huge. Just wake up before the sun, you'll, you'll feel great. And you'll understand that, hey, you're getting a lot more done than most people are doing before they even get up at nine. For sure, for sure. Absolutely, brother. And, and you know, I think it's, it's human for us to all wake up some days and just really not feel like doing anything. Because, I mean, there's, I bet those days happen for me as well. Um, you know, they happen for pretty much everybody. You wake up and you're like, shit, like, <laughs> already? Like, damn, like, need a little break. But then you start, you know, remembering kind of what you're doing, why you're doing it. And that always, that always helps me get up. Um, but, you know, the days that I, because there is some days, right, that you, maybe you don't do your, the same morning routine every single day. Like, there's days where maybe you skipped a thing or two. And for me personally, when I do that, dude, I don't have the same mindset, the same positive energy throughout the entire day. So I feel like it's so vital for me to, to, to stay consistent with that. Because when I do, I, I notice how many, dude, like I look, I look at the clock at nine and I'm like, holy hell, I've accomplished more today than most people probably will by, you know, five o'clock. Like I've done so, like I've, I've, I've worked out, I've read a book. I've uh, ate, a, ate a good meal. I've uh, done sales training. I freaking closed the deal. I followed up with five people who are in the pipeline. And it's just like, dude, like, and, you, and you're like, holy hell, like, it's, already, it's only nine o'clock and I got the rest of the day. Right. So, yep. uh, but yeah, brother. Well, dude, Ryan, I really appreciate you coming on today, dude. I know you're super busy and I know we've been trying to do this podcast for a while but our schedules just haven't lined up. Um, 
you know, Sunday was the only day we can make, we could both make it work. And I really appreciate all your time, brother. And uh, for anybody who wants to subscribe, subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Eric and John. We're going to be bringing uh, a lot more power players on here, like my good buddy Ryan. And uh, I really appreciate you watching this and hope you guys have an amazing week. Take care. Go.